All right, so let's, let's get into, today we're going to talk about relationships God's way. Relationships God's way. And so with, uh, one of the most important things about any relationship is making sure that we have the relationship established first. Um, and when I say the relationship, it's our relationship with God. That's the beginning of any relationship. And I'm pro I promise you, if you would, if you would take attention and take, take heed to what I'm saying, when you develop a relationship with God, that's God to man, uh, man to God. That's horizontal, right? Uh, then it's man to man. That's when you can really, really begin to thrive in the relationships from man to man. So today you're going to hear not just about marriage. You're going to hear, you know, uh, not just about single life. You know, it's any relationship. You can apply what we're talking about with any relationship. Uh, if God is not enough, then no one will be. Let's read this. Oh, let's read that. Uh, Proverbs 14, 12. You want to go ahead and read that? Sure. Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there is a, well, I'll give you time to get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Proverbs 14, 12. It said, there is a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And we're going to look at Proverbs 16, 2 to connect with that. Proverbs 16, 2, all the ways of man, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord way of the spirit. So, so just in general, we're talking about relationships God's way. Something so important in our lives we've actually operated based on our own understanding or our way. You know, even though the scripture tells us lean not to our own understanding, we lean to our own understanding all the time. You know, and, and the thing about leaning to your understanding, at that point you're saying you've actually gathered every piece of information possibly known to mankind. And so you have no need of no any other, any other information. You have all the information you ever need. And so you, you find yourself in that scripture when you do that. There's a way that seems right to a man, mm -hmm. but the end thereof is death. As, as it regards to relationship, and some of us have a subtle uh, protect ourselves mechanism called isolation. You have overt isolation and you have inward isolation. So some of us aren't have, have gotten out of overt isolation, but we're still inward isolation. And so we're in the, you're going to lean to your own understanding. You're going to deceive yourself. Uh, as the scripture says in James chapter 1, 2 Timothy 2, you can oppose yourself. Um, 2 Timothy says you have to, re, you know, recover, recover from yourself. Yeah. Right? So I want to say that statement again. If God is not enough, nobody will be. The reason why that's so important, because if you place yourself in someone else, because they're human, they're going to fail you every single time. Mm. But God is consistent. He's consistent when we jack up, when we're jacked up. You know, I mean, he still loves us. Even though we don't embrace his love, he still loves us. He may be disappointed, just like you are with your child when they don't do right. Well, he's our father, no different as a father. So, but his, his love is consistent. So if God is not enough, nobody will be. We've been conditioned by the world, TV, movies, 
um, all of these have given us a false model for relationship. Today, we're going to really see God's way, okay? Because I'm telling you, it's like, and here's the thing. The world's way of relationship is always evolving. It's always changing. The one consistent thing that doesn't change is God. So his way is better than anything. Because think about it. Y'all, y'all, some of y'all from the 80s, the 70s, the, the 90s, you know. And I'm telling you, there's so many fads out there. So many different ways to communicate. Now we're in a whole new era where we're not, it's almost like you don't need people. The face-to-face -face interaction with people. The children now are, co are communicating through uh, technology. So we got to get back to God's way of doing things because his way is always the best way. You know, the Bible says this in Proverbs 18.22. You know, it says, a man finds a wife and obtains favor of the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so, so that's one of the ways, you know, we're not just talking about marriage here today, but that's God's way. Yeah. A man finding a wife, right? Mm -hmm. And obtaining favor. A man finding a wife. Right. So let me ask A man you. finding a wife. A man <laughs> finding a wife. Huh? But, See, in the world, no, seriously, in the world, is what's happening right now, the women are finding the man. They're thirsty. They're desperate, crying out. <laughs> I mean, really, they, they, they are. They're thirsty. They're, and, and it comes across as desperate. Well, not allowing yourself to be discovered. Mm -hmm. so, so, so I was thinking through, when I was reading through that scripture, I was thinking through this. Can a man still see his way to a wife through mm -hmm. the cloud of playing and being played? Can you still even see your way to a wife? Wow. But this is another question. Are, are women still sending off wife signals through the cover of manipulation and control? Ooh. Wow. See, so, so it's, it's, your scripture says a man's supposed to find a wife, but can men still see their way to a wife? And I'm not talking about, I mean, the, obviously the, the people out there smoked out and all that. I, that's the, the Christians, that's the first person they think of. But there's some nice Christians, solid Christians in the world that can't see their way to a wife. That's true. Because they still playing it. You have to mature to see. They're still clouded. Some people can't see the wife in their own house. Ooh. Ooh, there's a wife in there, y'all. Because yeah, so you marry a woman, <laughs> you have to dig deep to find a wife. That's good. That's yeah. good. You want to break that down? Yeah, because see, see, you married the woman. That's, God drew you to the woman that's supposed to be your wife. Mm -hmm. you, we talked about this in discipleship class. Remember we said you uh, uh, accepting Jesus, it ain't over. You know, but, but the thought is, well, I accept Jesus. That's it. No, you still got to get training and grow as a oh disciple. My goodness. Well, when you get married, it ain't over. It ain't over. You got to dig deep to find that wife. But right. can you still see her? Is she still throwing off wife signals? Because if you were manipulating and controlling to get into the relationship, as soon as you get into the relationship, you now, now for, I'm, gonna say, I'm saying this respectful, okay? I ain't saying no names. The witch going to come out. So now the person's not getting the same signals that they got to draw them in. Whoa. And for the husband, if you're just playing and, and, and living a life of being played, you get into the relationship, right? You want to play. You can't play and find a wife. It's not happening. Ooh, that's true. Mm. It's, it's, it's some work involved there. It's a treasure. Yeah. Like, you don't get you no gotta, treasure without a dig. You got to dig for it. <laughs> 
You know, you got to dig. Trust me, I've had to dig. (laughs) So what they say, I'm still digging. There's gold gold in them, their heels. (laughs) It really is. I mean, treasures hidden in earthen vessels. And you're right. I mean, that, that is so true because we can get stuck on what we, like, think about a diamond. A diamond in its, in its rarest form is covered with dirt. Right. But the value is not in the dirt. It's inside what's, what's inside that, that dirt. So just like, you know, all of us sitting in here today, there are, like, there's greatness on the inside. Treasure hidden earth and vessels. Some of us see it, like, like we can see treasure in you, but sometimes it's very difficult for the person to receive the treasure in themselves. They, it's hard for them to see. Even when you tell somebody, oh, you're beautiful, they'd be like, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, they don't really see their beauty. Mm. But, but, but like you said, uh, Maya Angelou, is it Angela? Well, Angelo said, she said this, she said, when a, when a man finds a wife, he has to dig deep in God to find her. I thought that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. He got to dig. No, this is good for the single people. Is he digging deep in God? Because if, if he's not, digging, he ain't going to find you. He ain't going to find you. <laughs> but wait a minute. So the thing about it is, it, 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 is she be, there? You have is to be she in God. Is she yeah. in God? Are you in God for him to find you? Right. Is she deep? <laughs> Is she deep in God? Because that's where, that's, see, y'all women that want to get married, get deep in God. Make him your husband first. Get deep in him so that your husband can discover you through him. That's good. You see what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't. See, that's the world, man. It's all about shine. It's all about, ooh, you look good. You take that woman home, off comes the wig. Off comes the lashes. Off comes, off comes the eyes. The, uh, the, gird, the girdles. I mean, it's like everything. <laughs> Look, you know? off comes the hips. Uh, the butt. I'm I mean, I'm well, just. I, see, I was the, trying to be nice. I'm just, <laughs> no, seriously. You know what, y'all? I went to this. It was a hair place, y'all. It was a hair place. It was a hair place. And it had butts on the rack. You could just go and find the little butt you want. And, and, and you got butts that lift. You got butts that spread. You got, I mean, it's butts everywhere. And I was like, what? And this is the salon this is the beauty salon beauty salon beauty salon beauty salon well, now it's the makeup so you're salon. finding you're finding <laughs> make believe you're finding your parts in a beauty salon it, that's my point not in god not in god okay we can go on i so 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 the world has the world's way of relationships has been a divide not harmony or things of that nature. So what's our responsibility in this world of division? Because everything is set up to almost sever God's foundation of relationship. You know, even the things that they're condoning now will not, uh, they're not condoning everlasting relationships. I don't have it in these notes, but I shared it with you guys before this movie Insurrection I saw, and everything in the movie was how they were working uh, in Hollywood to, to almost change your mind mm. about relations. They'll glorify separation and singlehood and single mothers. Also, you uh, lose sight of God's way of relationships. So how does this start? Number one is kingdom work first. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our role in doing it God's way? Kingdom work first. I, I, I just it. know it. So it's Matthew mm-hmm. six thirty three, Matthew six thirty three, and so you know we talk about that scripture a lot here. Seek ye first 
seek ye first. Okay, we're doing things God's way, right? We trust God, we trust God's word. God says, before you do anything, seek first what? The, king the kingdom of God. of God and his righteousness. So are we playing off of God's way? Is basically what that scripture is saying. Mm-hmm. Are we playing off of God's way? God's way of relationships. Or are we seeking first the world and then God comes in as honorable mention or as in addition to? See, we're supposed to be seeking God and everything else is in addition to. But maybe this week, do a, a, a heart audit. Do a spirit audit and say, did I establish everything in my life now based on the world and now God is addition to or is God the core of my world and then everything else is in addition to? Just mm. do an audit this week, but you're going to have to do an honest audit. Mm. Right? So, so okay, well, I'm going to help you on your audit this week to help you to be honest. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus, when they sit down, if they're in denial, if they're in deception, if they're in confusion, or if they flat out just lying to themselves, give them a conviction within themselves like they've never felt before. In Jesus' name, amen. So I thought I'd hook you up, help you out, you know, as you're traveling through. So maybe you might just want to be honest first. <laughs> So you don't have to go through that process. Oh, that's really good because the thing about it is, although it's a pandemic, it's almost like God has given us a spiritual timeout, like a time to really reflect, a time to really get it right. Like we talked about those three pillars, getting right with God first, getting right with others, and then getting right with yourself. And it's so important that we do that because uh, we uh, want relationships. We want the best, but are we being the best, the best us? So I think, I think that's good. Before you say because I said mm-hmm. add this piece. It's, 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 it's messing our careers up, too. Yeah. It's messing us up. Mm. And, and we don't realize because we're not doing things God's way. Mm. Now, now, I had, I had a, a conversation with someone that's in position, a phenomenal position, uh, and there's other people that are doing well have nice homes, this, that, and the other. But this person says, wow, if they would just recalibrate themselves Mm -hmm. to be all in with God, they would have more than what I I have. They'd be in a a much better position. Um, You know, I don't want to say position, stuff like that, because I'm not trying to name drop, and I don't want to throw hints. (laughs) But you try try to pick one of the top positions you could think of in the world. And, and they're like, and, and they were saying that they was like, wow, this person doesn't see you're caught up in all this world stuff and it's costing you fulfillment. So God set us up to be in relationships. Let's establish that first. He actually set us up to be in relationships. Mm. Um, and he made man in his image. Let's, let's read Genesis 1.26. Go to Genesis 1.26. All right, it says, um, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish and over the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the earth, all the earth, it says, not just the earth, but all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
verse 27. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created him, male and female. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. He blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that, that moveth upon the earth. And so he made man in the image and likeness of, of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the Trinity is we, not me. Is a picture of it's God's a, desire for relationship. It really is. I mean, because you know, so many people, you know, feel like they they can they can flow on their own. We'll said, get to that said, later. You said it's what the Trinity is what the Trinity is a we, not a me. Okay, um, his first intention for relationship was to really be like our relationship. Well, his first intention for relationship was him with us. Our first intention for relationship has to be with us, with him. Does that make sense? Okay, so, we, so it's him, his relationship from, uh, with, with him to us and us to him. So it's a two-way thing is what I'm trying to say. Because so many of us go into a relationship and we think it's all about give me, what, what, what's in it for me. It's not a, a two-way thing. It's always a one-way. You know, what have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Yeah, so think about God's, you know, we always talk about the Lord first mentioned people that's been in ministry and things of that nature. So God start things out with the way he intended them. That's what the law first mentioned is. Yeah. So, so he started out, he says, okay, I'm going to establish something called relationship. So I'm going to make man in the image of, of a picture of the relationship, Trinity. That's we versus me, mm -hmm. right? He says, not only that, and then my first intention with relationship is going to be me with them. Mm -hmm. So him with us. That's his first intention. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Him with us. So our first intention, before we try to navigate with anybody else, our first intention should be us with him. That should be our first thought. I'm, well, looks like that's a prospect there. Let me make sure I get right with God. So I'm ready for that. But if, I, if that's a prospect there, okay, God, we'll get with you later. Let me run to this situation. You ain't ready for that. Without God, you ain't ready. You don't have enough. We don't have enough love in us to give to what people need. It's impossible. We're going to think about self. That's, your snapback uh, last night, that wasn't God. That God, God, God wouldn't have filled up with God. You wouldn't have done that. That snapback was you. Last night. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't say last week. I said last night. So that's specific, right? Okay. All right. Go ahead, baby. So we, <laughs> so we read that, that actually, because we're, we're trying to establish God's way of doing things. And so in the garden, you know, he established man. You know, he uh, placed him in the garden, right? Uh, he, uh, he established identity. He said male and female. Um, there was a purpose. His purpose was to tend uh, the garden. 
Um, and there were boundaries set. He said, you, you can eat from any tree, but don't eat from this thing. So that was, a, he was setting boundaries there. He did that to protect the relationship. He did. He did that to protect the relationship. So, you know, he established, again, identity, purpose. You know, a lot of times we wonder, what is our purpose? He tells us what it is, but mm -hmm. we've been running from it. We're looking for this grand uh, type of purpose. But anyway, that's another story. Um, Let me highlight this before you get into that. Okay. So... Here I show you what relationship looks like. So I give you a reflection. I show you the first intention, how to establish a foundation so you can have a happy relationship, mm -hmm. right? Starting with me. And then I put you in a place to protect mm -hmm. the relationship. I plant you in an environment where you can draw everything you need to actually have a wonderful relationship with your spouse, your job, your business, your family, it, it starts with you staying in place where God has planted. That's good. Let me, yeah, let me, let me uh, say, speak to that. So the, the place that he plants us is the place where we really get our purpose. We find our purpose. And so it's important that we, uh, and I, I think that's down, down here. is down there? Yeah, is it on? Okay, so, so if you're in a place with God, you'll draw, let's see, if you're in place with God, You'll draw all you need, including the right relationship. Or right relationships. Mm-hmm. See, see, so 1 Corinthians 12, 18. Mm-hmm. You want to go there? So I'm going to repeat what Pastor Mel said. If you're in place with God, you'll draw all you need, including the right relationships. Right. So now he started what? He put Adam in the garden. As long as he was in place, he drew everything he needed for the animals, for Eve, for, for his purpose. But it was all drawn from him being in the right place, right? He set him in a place. He gave him everything he needed, right? The scripture says he had everything he needed, right? So 1 Corinthians 12, 18. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. Just to confirm for scripture, you want to read it? Yeah, but now have God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it have pleased him. So God intentionally didn't just design us. He, he puts us in place, in position. You know, don't run from God's garden, uh, his position for you to be baited into unfulfilled relationships. Don't everything the adversary is doing is trying to pull you out of that place and position because you can't be stopped in place with God. A fulfilled, a fulfilled person can't be stopped. Some of us are very gifted, but think about your best day of life. Just pick a day where, where it seemed like everything was going well, everything's wonderful in relationships. Every, every, like, it seems like Everything is powerful. Think about how you flow then. If, if you're doing something else, if you're an athlete or, or you're in business, you got a big deal, you go and you got a presentation, but everything is wonderful in relationship. You blow that presentation out of the water. It's, it's like you just, it's like everything is just smooth and silky and it's flowing. But think about you just had a major argument the night before. Mm. You ain't on your game the same way. That's true. You're out of place. So, so 
The adversary, think about it, he doesn't want you on your game. Mm. So what is he trying to do? Pull you out of place. And what tool he's been using for years? Relationships, lust, and different things like that to pull us out of place. The scripture says this, they that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts. Mm -hmm. Planted. The thing about being planted in, in, in position and place, just like these trees out here planted, these trees don't just be going all over the place. Right. They have every, they, they can, they have reached to all that they need to flourish. Mm-hmm. So God, he's been, he hasn't stopped what he's doing. Right. He's been putting us in place mm-hmm. in him, in his house, around his people. So everything else we do, we flourish. I mean, you guys have heard some of the testimonies and some other testimonies coming all of a sudden, different things are happening because people are in place. Mm-hmm. You heard the testimony of a couple, uh, a couple that was out of place. Uh, Jamal was talking yesterday on Guy Talk just to how, how even when he was trying to shift to be, to be back in place, he tried to do it in his own strength. He didn't do it God's way. Right. He just did it the positive way. Well, you know, I can at least do this. It didn't take. Didn't you say that, Jamal? It didn't take. So then he, ch- he said, you know what? <laughs> Through humility, he was, he was, let me just do it God's way. Things started to take. Harmony started to happening. happening. Flourishing started coming to the house. Kids started to go to different levels of genius. All because getting in place. Getting in place. Planting himself. Yeah. Am I lying, Jamal? Well, he said amen. He back there on the sound, people watching, but he said amen. He did like it did. So if I could, <laughs> if, I could if, if I could add to what he's saying, um, you know, a lot of us have prayed to God for a job. How many of y'all have prayed to God? God, please, let me just have this job. And the first sign of discomfort, we running. So the very thing that we pray for, we're running from. And it's the very thing that God uses to actually get you to understand a part of your purpose. Same thing about church. You know, you find a church and you come and, and <laughs> you, you know, you'd be like, oh, this is good. You know, everybody loving on each other. And then the first sign of, man, I don't like the way she looked at me. She saw me. You know, how many of y'all get a fit? Seriously, she saw me. And, you know, the pastors, he's always, he or she always getting on me. And then before you know it, now you're out the door. And it's funny because we see it. People up front, then they go, it's like they go up. Before you know it, they're in the back. And it's like, oh, no, no problem for the back people. I'm sorry. <laughs> no offense. But I'm just saying. You know, uh, uh, and, and then before you know it, they've walked out of the opportunity to discover their purpose. Here at Heirs, we're equipping heirs for the kingdom of God, not uh, equipping people to just serve us. I mean, that's not the job. I mean, that's not our... Or to pacify the position people are in. Right, but you will be stretched. That's the thing. People run from being stretched. They run from resistance, but they don't understand the resistance is pulling out what you're looking for, what everybody's looking for. Creation is groaning, waiting for to see the manifestations of the sons of God. Will you rise? I mean, it's, you see what I'm saying? But it comes, see, we run, we, 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 we stop. Either we stop, we stop coming, 
you know, or we find a way to, you know, every blue moon will show up, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 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 but the thing is, God has planted you some at a place, and you out there, wherever place, wherever place God planted you, find out why he planted you by sticking in root, get rooted. That's the only way. It's See, there's something. a difference between putting seeds on, on soil Will it ever, will it grow? I mean, will it really take root? You have to dig that dirt up to plant it. You see what I'm saying? So don't just be a surface Christian. You know, you, matter of fact, there's people that got themselves scattered all around the world <laughs> using the internet to do it. Mm. I, got, I, got, I got this, and no offense, because where we are, you know, uh, actually I talked to someone not too, uh, pretty much recently, and the person really, uh, I love what this person did, because there's not any ministry that she's found in her hometown. And so what she's done is she's found, like, the five-fold ministry. And she's, she's got somebody for teaching. She's got somebody for, you know, apostle. She's got, she, she got it planned out. I mean, it's really good. And fortunately, we made the list, thankfully. <laughs> But anyway, uh, but, it, but, you know, stick and stay. Find out why God planted you there. Because you prayed for that job. You did. You prayed for it. And there are people on that job that's going to assist you into being the better you. And so it's important See, that we, we so, avail so, ourselves to that. And, and so that's why it starts with staying planted in, in God's presence first. Because mm -hmm. he helps you to navigate through some of the tough situations, relationships, uh, job situations, mm -hmm. you know, careers, family, you know, if you, you notice something in our life, like, so God doesn't have to have, God doesn't have to cause anything, but he gets the heat for it. Right. Think about when a relationship with man mm -hmm. or man or woman suffers, what goes out the window first? Our relationship with God. Yeah. And, and I can see God sitting there going, I ain't nothing to do with it. You know, he's busy taking care of the world and the tsunamis and stuff. And then he's like, yeah, I got this. I got this five o'clock with Lou. I'm just using it for example. Lou. And then he shows up. Lou ain't at the five o'clock because of some, a relationship with somebody else. And he's like, uh, Holy Spirit, Jesus, did y'all get like a, a text or call from Lou? Like, I ain't seen him. Like, you know, is something going on? Look, what's happening? Is he offended? <laughs> you know, like, but it had nothing to do with God, the God ordained situation. It has something to do with some ancillary situation that's trying to pull you out of God's presence. So the, 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 the question you have to ask yourself, does the relationship bring you closer to God or, or is it causing you to draw out of his presence or to, to be far away? That is big right there, especially if you're single and you're dating. The minute, the minute the person opens their mouth, you can gauge where they're at. And are they drawing you closer to themselves? Are they drawing you closer to God? Now, some people might say, look, I ain't trying to be, you know, all holy than thou. And, you know, this is messing up my flow. No, you don't want to keep. What's your flow? <laughs> well, obviously it hadn't been working because you're still single. No, he said mess up your flow. What's so, your flow if it's so not God? So let's do it God's way. See, the thing about it is um, when someone, you can gauge, y'all, this is good, not just for uh, uh, single people, but even friendships that you have. Mm. 
See, you got to start checking those friendships. Some people are in your life for a reason. Some people are in your life for a season. Some for a lifetime, but then some for a treason. So you got to recognize the, 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 the uh, timing of these people in your life. Now, here's the caveat. If that person, when you're hanging out with them, you're starting to be not yourself, and when I say not yourself, you're not pressing to God, you're not reading the word, you're not, you're not, you're, you've become lazy. When you're, when you've now turned your focus on the person or what they're doing and not on God, that's a problem. That person that you meet in life should be drawing you closer to God. So when you're single out there, you got to, you, that, that should be the first criteria is this person moving me closer to God or are they taking me further away? It's just that simple. And y'all can tell in those late night conversations you be having that ain't right. That's really a booty call. We got any kids here. Anyway, but I'm just saying, you know, you know what ain't, when it ain't right. You know what I'm saying? You don't, don't, don't lie to yourself just because I want to be in a relationship or just because I want to hang out with this person because this person's cool. You know what I mean? So make sure that you, every relationship you check, is this person taking me, bringing me closer to God or am I getting further away from him? And here's the thing. If let's say you are, okay, I'll take it. If you say, well, you know what? The Lord's using me. <laughs> the Lord's using me to draw this person to him. You better check that. Is he really? Or are you drawing them to you? So it's important. That's, that's very important. So, so, so again, to function in all of our, our relationships properly, we have to maintain that, that, that locked in with God. Mm -hmm. So don't let down your spiritual defenses. Maintain boundaries. Maintain, boundaries are not for, for prevention is for protection. All these rules, That's all true. the laws in the Bible, if you look at it as prevention, you're going to try to break out. It's for protection. Mm -hmm. God, l listen, that's why they created streetlights. They created streetlights because people were crashing. We think it's to stop us from getting where we're trying to go on time. No, it's trying to protect us from collision. And so God, if you go through the history of the Bible. They didn't need laws at first. They start wilding out, going outside of the presence of God, getting snatched by the enemy. And God said, okay, we got to show them, create boundaries so they can see when they're walking out and sense when they're walking out of our presence because it's costing them their lives. The scripture says in Matthew 7, 13, it says, enter ye into a straight gate for wide is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go uh, thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Mm -hmm. It's a narrow way that leads to life. It's a narrow way that leads to fulfilling relationship. Like if you're not following that narrow way, you don't have life, so you can't give life to nobody. So you can't even sustain sustain the person you say you like. You can't sustain the job. You can't sustain the ministry position. Because without God, that's what keeps you connected. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. and all things are added. So this is the other piece. Don't condone compromise. 
don't condone compromise. See, see, there's a, there's a, there's a default in us that we call, I had a, had a great, great conversation with uh, the gentleman I was talking about, and we were just talking about uh, just judgment. We talk about it a lot of time. We, see, we go in and go, I don't, I don't want to judge nobody. What we're saying is, I don't want to care enough to give them truth because I don't want to hear the truth. Mm. That's why we condone compromise a lot of time, because we know if I address the behavior, then I'm responsible to carry out what I'm addressing also. Mm. You know, some of these, some, some, in some marriages, you have people go, no, you go ahead, you go ahead, it's fine. You know, no, nah, no, nah, it's no big deal. Hey, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not like that. I'm not insecure this than the other. What that person is really telling you is, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do because I don't want you at, uh, questioning what I'm doing. Ooh. So you have no accountability, so I don't expect any. That's not healthy because what happens is if you don't count the cost, the scripture says before you do anything, you should count the cost. Luke 14, 28. I'm sorry, I didn't give you. Second Thessalonians. Second, Second Thessalonians 3. I guess I should even read that, mm -hmm. right? Second, Second Thessalonians 3, 14 and 15. It says, and if any man obey not our word by the epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed, right? It says, yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So what it's saying is you're addressing people, you're not considering them an enemy because they're doing wrong. Right. You're seeing them as a brother that you're trying to pull out of the snare of some craziness. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But you have to, you, you're complicit, if you don't at least, hey, do you realize where that's going to lead you and what you're doing? But see, we don't want the, the pushback, the backlash, or we don't want people, we don't want the challenge. First uh, Timothy 5. This is all operating in God's way of relationship. First uh, Timothy 5.20 says, them that sin rebuke before all that others may also fear. See, see, we don't live that way. We don't live God's way. People that are doing stuff outside of the presence of God, we don't live where we'll address it before all. You try to put me out there, that's the world's way. You're not trying to put the person out there. You're making the person aware. Do you realize if you address it, others may see and, and they may not fall into the same trap? Mm -hmm. We're not thinking about the whole. We're thinking about ourselves so we don't get flat. So, so, again, we have to count the cost. We have to watch out for participating on the front end on stuff and then regretting the consequences on the back end. So a lot of stuff that we're condoning, we're not being honest with ourselves. In relationship, you mad because this person's doing this stuff and they've neglected you, but you actually was okay with the front end of them doing it. It just, they went a lot further than you did. Right. You knew it wasn't cool in the first place. But now you, when you, when you bit now, so you're like, so you're getting on them, but you actually was the strength to keep them from doing it. Mm. Right? So, so, so this is the thing. Let's, let's Philippians 2. Let's look at Philippians 2. And we'll, we'll, we'll start here because this is our other foundation. Uh, again, 
to operate in God's way, we say uh, kingdom work first, but the other one is in consideration of others. So Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. It said, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Verse 4, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So to operate in health and God's way of relationship is in consideration of others. Genesis 2.18, go, going back to the law of first mention, I'm just going to quote it. Okay. So Genesis, the law of first mention, it says, uh, it's not good for man to be alone. God started out relationship and he, and he said, now we always talk about this, when the, word, when the Bible says man, man is creation, Underneath man is male and female. So, so he's saying it's not good for male or female to be alone. Right? And so he created another person. You know, you know what Genesis 2.18 is saying? He designed man with consideration. Mm-hmm. So once he put somebody else there, now you have to consider someone else. You have to be accountable and responsible to someone. It's not just about you and your own understanding and your own flow. Look, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You know what that was? Can, you would consider the person from the inside out. Mm-hmm. The person physically there is considering them from the outside in. But, but bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh is, I'm feeling you so much, I'm considering you even when you're not around. Mm-hmm. That's good. So he designed us to be in consideration. Do you have a thought there before I read that scripture? Uh, you said something about uh, last night you were talking about a woman coming out of the man. Do you remember that? I thought it was. Yeah, it was probably next week. But oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's cool. Okay. Um, uh, so we were talking last night as we were just talking through some stuff, just how, okay, so God formed man. He, he, he designed man. So when he designed man, he designed him from what was seen. Right? You know, from the clay. When he designed woman, he pulled woman out of man. So he designed woman from the unseen. So, so he set things up in his design where one person was, was, was pulled from from what you see around them, and the other person was pulled from the unseen inside of them. But he set it up where both need each other. They need each other. That's why the scripture says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Heaven is the unseen, earth is the seen. Mm-hmm. For, for, we pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. We pray for the seen to operate and be influenced by the unseen. Not divided. It was relationship in consideration. So we're supposed to be living on earth in consideration of heaven. Mm. Not as if it doesn't exist. That was a result of sin. Mm. After they sinned, they were blind to the consideration of what, was, what, what you couldn't mm. see. So, so when we're in sin, we're blind to people's hearts because we can't see them. We run all over people. When we're single, we're blind to what God has prepared for us because we can't see the unseen. Mm. 
That's why God says, reposition yourself back in place with me. You know, that's good because think about it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and what? The evidence of things not seen. See, there's some things on the inside of everybody in this room that we have not seen. You haven't even seen. But it requires faith in what God says about you. You see what I'm saying? The scripture says you're fearfully and wonderfully created. So you either believe that or you don't. But if you, if you choose to believe it, then that should raise your uh, self-esteem, your standards. That should raise your, you, you, that, that should make you feel good about yourself if you believe it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, you, you, we, we have to like really, really um, use our faith to tap into those unseen things. We're going to uh, have uh, this couple come yeah, up. Yeah, finish your thought. I, 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 was just, well, I, just, I was just putting them in place. I know yeah. you were. I know you were. <laughs> putting them in place, huh? Y'all can come have a seat. Positioning them, huh? <laughs> um, so, you know, so when you say that, so it takes faith, y'all, for relationships. Because when you, when you meet somebody, you really don't know all there is to that person because that person is still maturing and developing and growing. And there is treasure in there. But is it worth it to you to find it? Is it worth it to you to commit to the dig? To commit to the dig. <laughs> now, there are some things that you got you to gotta look at what you're digging for. Because you don't want to waste your time, right? You don't want to waste your time digging for pebbles when you're looking for gold. Do you understand what I'm saying? You wouldn't go out there right now and, and, and there's, a, there's a little spot for you to dig and, and you know there's pebbles right there. You wouldn't do that. But if you know across the way over there there's some gold there, then you're going to dig where the gold is. Stop digging for pebbles. Mm. <laughs> or a rock in a hard place. Cut, <laughs> jump in there. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, we talk about this scripture a lot here at the church, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 11 and 12. You know, uh, 11 is when I was a child, spake as a child, thought as a child, understood as a child. When I became a man, as a mature male and female, I put off childish things, mm -hmm. right? So I didn't think, understand, and process like a child. Well, the thing about that immature person, a child is inconsiderate. Yeah. Think about it. Like, you, you shouldn't get mad at a child for being inconsiderate, because why? They children. But when you grow to be mature, maturity is not I got a job, it's not I'm at a certain age. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not I got a certain amount of money, because you got, you got millionaires that are children, right? Maturity is I operate in consideration of others. Yeah. If you're still inconsiderate, you're a child. You may know all the, the Pythagorean theorem, calculus. You, can, you, you, may, you, may, you may break down equations. You can work for NASA. But you're a child if you're inconsiderate. If you can walk in a room and not speak to somebody, you're inconsiderate. 
your child. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when when you're a child, it's selfish. It's all about me. When you mature, it's in consideration. It's about we. Mm-hmm. And so we, 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 we give ourselves, uh, uh, you know, you give yourself your own badge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, you know, buying Cracker Jacks and putting the badge <laughs> on yourself, walking around trying to arrest people. Um, mm-hmm. But really our true badge of maturity and, and ready for relationships is you're considerate. Yeah. Some people are, are selectively alone because they don't want accountability and responsibility. That's true. They don't want nobody asking them questions. Mm-hmm. They don't want nobody challenging them. Right. And they're looking for a relationship where they could be unchallenged. So they want people to pay the cost to dig deep and to give them what they need, but they don't want to pay for nothing mm-hmm. for the other person. And so some people just isolate themselves so they don't have to, they don't have to spend no money. <laughs> no, no heart money. So Ecclesiastics 4 9 talks about two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. And I wrote something down here uh, to go with that. Now that was a. Uh, the New Living Translation. That, yeah, that's the New Living Translation. I'm sorry. Um, and then Genesis 2.18, then the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. Uh, I will make him a helper who is just right. The reason why I added that, because I wanted to talk about, you know, how uh, everything God did in the beginning, he said it was good, right? The only thing he didn't say was, or the thing that he said that wasn't good is, it's not good for man to be alone. So mm. he's telling us, you need people in your life. We need people in our life. Don't, don't, don't say to yourself, I'm just a recluse. I'm just, you know, I, I was born this way. No, you were not born that way. You became that way. Because of life situations and circumstances cause you to change who you really were designed to be. We were designed for relationships. All of us, every last one of us was, re- was designed to be in a relationship. Think about it. Everywhere you go, there's a relationship you have to establish. Job, relationship, children, relationship, parents, relationship. God. Yes, I mean, it's all around you, and people be dipping and slipping and like, oh, let me see if I can hide here, hide. No, get in these, look, he said it's not good for man to be alone. He said it was good up until that point. That's powerful. Everything was good. uh, He he created this, and it was good. Yes. He created that, and it was good. When he made man, look, when he made man, he said it's very good. But then he said... The one thing he said that wasn't good, it's not good for man to be alone. (laughs) See what I'm saying? That's Bible, y'all. That's Bible. (laughs) That's God's way. He doesn't want us to be alone. If that was the case, then he just would have made Adam. And then, look, he, look, look, God even, ooh, this is good. So, So even the thing about it is, so think about it. Before Eve came on the scene, God even gave them all these animals. And I mean, it's tons of them, you know. And, you know, animals are really good. Uh, uh, what they say, a dog is a man's best friend. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that, what they that, say. That's what that's what the world says. My that, best friend is not a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I roll with my dog. No. <laughs> but but the point the point I'm making here is God created all this stuff for man. But he said it wasn't good enough. You know why? Because the man, the, the, the animals, they could communicate with man like, like God wanted them to communicate with them. The fish, they couldn't. The birds, they couldn't communicate like God wanted them to communicate with them. So he said it's not good for man to be alone. Mm. We need each other, y'all. <laughs> we do. We need each other. We, I need you to tell me the truth. Mm. I need you to, even if it's something embarrassing, if I'm sitting here with a, a booger up my nose, tell me how many people, y'all, y'all, y'all done it. You done it. You done it. I've, I've done it. Everybody's done it. You sitting there talking to somebody and they got something on their face and you ain't said a word. And then that, the person goes away and they look at, they look at, man, I can't believe this. I'm talking to this person. They ain't say nothing. Listen, it's not, you know, when, when we're vulnerable and transparent, it's important for us to, like, really care about people. Care about, you know, their feelings and care. Just care. Because you want somebody to care about you. You. You hear what I said? You. <laughs> you know, you want people to care. So, you know, I just, I wanted to bring that out because um, it's important that we get that. Uh, yeah. All right, so uh, we brought this lovely <laughs> we, we, we brought this lovely couple here um, just to give you an example of what not to do in relationships. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Is it on? Is it on? Hello. There we go. Okay. All right, so so we've been talking about relationships God's way and. You know, we met you guys not together, but you were in a relationship. That's true. Uh, I'll say this because Pastor Mel said, speak the truth in love, not a very good one. Um, and then, you know. <laughs> well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me set them up here. Okay, so first off, they have nine children between the two of them. Nine children, y'all. And, and nine children that they didn't produce together. Okay, so that's so look, give look, you. They got a roster spot open for the yeah, basketball team. So, so I got to give them credit. I mean, you know, give them credit where credit's due. This is what they had. This is what they had to work through because they had this this tribe, you know. Sorry. They, seriously, yeah, they had nine children, and 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 uh, how many boys? How many boys you got? Y'all got six boys, three girls. Six boys and three girls. Yeah, and the youngest was what? Was. Yeah, it was. When y'all got together. When y'all got, got together. together. Three? Three? No. Yes. Three. Look, they got so many, they can't even remember. <laughs> they can't figure out which one. 14 minus 9 is what? How long have you guys He's been five. married? He's five. Do you know how long y'all been married? Wow. He's five. Yeah. Five and seven. Yeah. Five and seven so, 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 so talk to us about your transition from uh, a, um, a very tough and sometimes toxic <laughs> relationship <laughs> to where you guys are now in relationship. What's, what's been the difference? Mm. What's been the difference? Yeah. How, how do you guys transition through? Um... 
well, I know. Well, I mean, I know what the difference was. I mean, it it was. Uh, Pull that up a little. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I think it was. Is the difference is really being planted. What we were talking about today, just getting planted in, and really in our relationship with Christ, with God. That's what really got us through. I, I believe you all, as our pastors, got us through the first few years. <laughs> being honest with you, right? You, you, uh, through numerous of counseling sessions and, and all that stuff, right? What time was those counseling sessions? It, 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 man, it, I forgot. Is it what time? What time, what time was it? Any time. Just to say any oh, time. Oh, shoot. Man, 10, 10, 11 o'clock. It was long. It was, it was, no, no. I wasn't oh, talking about the length. length of time. I was talking about the time. The time. It could okay. be 3 in the morning, 4 in oh, the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Emergency calls. Yeah. Speed, Speed down. Speed down. <laughs> I don't care. Wake up in the morning. Call pastor. <laughs> call pastor. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really, I think what transitioned is, it, I know for me, when I, it was one instance that we had, we were, we were going at it. We were just going at it. We was at battle. And and she was like, well, I think we should just call the pastors and this and that. But by, I was like, by this time, we had already been in the in the ministry for about three or four years, about four years. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean call pastor? We know what to do. We've sat here. We've been through enough. We've been sitting through enough class. We've heard the message time and time again. I'm not going to be up to 1 o'clock in the morning with Pastor and I'm talking. <laughs> we're going to figure this We're going to go to the source, and he's going to tell us what to do. I recall that. Wow. I mean, it, it, was, it was critical time. I mean, because I, we just we were really going at it. But what you got to say, babe? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was, that was, that was I like good. that yeah. movie. But, but this is good. No, he felt his wife. <laughs> He felt her. I always feel. <laughs> he said, I always feel her. But he felt, he felt something like, she, she's, I need to I yield to her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Ed and I have been at this church since 2014. And probably a little bit earlier. Um, and as he mentioned, going through counseling. But the shift came for us is that we did try this on our own. When we started dating and meshing our families together. And it was such a battle of a mine and, a, and yours. It was just a tremendous battle of how do we, knowing that we love each other, how do we bring the kids into this? Mm -hmm. Because we have uh, three sets of children with other parents. And so we've got three different households impacting uh -huh. our household. Ooh. And so how do you navigate these little people who are looking to want to spend time with their dad or my little people wanting to spend time with their mom but we're in us. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be a we. Mm -hmm. And we've got people that want us to be just an I. Yeah. And so when we landed at Ayers um, and decided that he was ready to get married again, and we went through counseling, <laughs> right? <laughs> because he had to get to a place of, do I want to do that again? Um, and we, we started going through counseling and really started forging a relationship with Christ. So we came into the relationship having our own relationship with God. How do we now make this happen? And one of the things that you all challenged us to do because we were living together is first of all, you all are living together. That's chaos. You all have introduced chaos in the beginning. So Ed and I had to take um, a stand and say, hey, we're no longer going to sleep together. We're going to live in the same house because this rent is very expensive, but we're not going to sleep together anymore, <laughs> right? So going through counseling and really just setting ourselves apart to really kind of clean up ourselves. And, and being fed the word and really kind of pressing in. And then when we got married, something shifted for us. 
a shift took place. We got baptized probably two months after getting married yeah. right. together. Yeah. Yeah. And Beautiful. our entire world shifted. Our children fell in place. Our relationship fell in place. And it was just we were off to the races. We were getting, I mean, we had lost jobs. We couldn't pay our rent. You all know we were eating at the Dollar Tree. We lost cars. We lost a lot of stuff. Mm. But when we got right mm. with God, that relationship everything with God. else started to fall into place. And it was no longer an I or me or yours. It became an ours. Our children, um, mm -hmm. when we had other parents coming against our marriage, we were a united front. No, this is our, this is how we're going to run our household. Um, and so everything just fell into place. And it was just amazing to watch even our children accepting our covenant mm. and just knowing that, you know, I'm not taking your dad away. He's not taking your mom away. You now have parents mm. who love you. And even in our relationship now, just as we're growing through things and growing in love and becoming our one, um, I've learned a lot about myself through Ed. Very, things that are very uncomfortable, as you both spoke about today, those things, those uh, diamonds in the rough. Mm -hmm. Ed has scratched the surface of who I am uh -huh. <laughs> because there are some things that I see in him, and I'm like, yeah, Lord, I don't think I like those things. And God said, but those are the exact things that you need. And I'm thinking, are you sure? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to be that nice to everybody all the time. Because my husband has like this <laughs> uncanny way of seeing the good in everything. And I want to like go in and God saying, but no, operate like this. I'm going, man. And so I oftentimes wonder, what is it about me that Ed needs? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just been, it's, it's been amazing. Well, yeah, I know there's a lot that I need from you, baby. I mean, you bring a lot to the table. Absolutely. There's a lot of strengths that she has that I absolutely do not have. And that's to be as eloquent as she is, you know, in speaking. Uh, she is a, a great administrator of not only you know, the house, everything that she does is just so thoughtful and, and, and just creative. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's a, and, I, and I just, and I just, I don't have those things, but you know, it's. Oh, uh, you the, do now. I, I do have them, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And, and she stretches me, she stretches me. So, so you guys talked about your transition from uh, whatever world you was in before you decided to get serious, and then you said, you, yeah, I remember the, you know, the baptism, uh, you know, that that was uh, powerful and anointed, and and the change you went through, and you picked up a momentum. Um, so, so some couples go through that change. You got the newness of it. You got the momentum, but then. As any couple, you could be tempted to get overconfident, or mm -hmm. you could yeah. you could uh, go through a, maybe a pattern where there's an interruption in that flow. Mm -hmm. You know, have you guys experienced that? And if so, how did you handle it? Yeah, we absolutely have. I mean, you know, uh, one thing that was very I was telling the other day. I said, you know what? And how I know we have gotten planted in Christ is because we used to have pillow talk a whole lot when we first met, when we were just googly googly, I mean, we would just sit there and lay in the bed and just talk and, you know, it, just, it was just pillow talk. It wasn't about anything. It was, but it wasn't. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. But then, after that transition, there's not been a night that we do not pray together and we do not do devotion of some sort. 
and this has been about, what, five years now, five, six wow. years now, that we make that a staple. It's like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If she goes upstairs and she's ready to go to bed and I'm not ready to go to bed, I'm like, oh, my gosh. What drives me upstairs is the fact that I know I've got to do the devotion first. And then if she falls asleep, if I want to go turn the TV back on, then I can do it. But that is priority. <laughs> That's good. That is priority that we connect that way before we shut down for the night. Mm. We've got to. That's, that's just it. so, it's imperative. Connecting spiritually. I like that. Yeah, yeah connecting yeah. spiritually. Then physically, too, I'm sure. Yeah, we're getting a little older. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a little older. We're getting a little older. <laughs> well, I'm just, Kids. well, I mean, um, I mean they ain't paying attention. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. So, Pastor, with that question, one of the things that I am grateful for is that, that storms do come up. You know, mm -hmm. storms come up often. Mm -hmm. The way that we handle them now versus the way that we handled them before is that we can walk away to regroup and connect with God and then come back together and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, there would be a blow up and there would be days that we would live in the same house and not speak to one another and would just navigate like roommates. And it's like, that's not the kind of marriage that you want. He's supposed to be, he's my life partner. He's my best friend. He's my Boaz. How can I live in a house with someone I don't want to speak to? And then at that point, I'm not going to feed you. And, um, I'm, you know, then, then the enemy's in my ear like, girl, don't feed him no dinner. He don't need no dinner, so I'm going to fix myself something to eat and not him. Or I'm going to do things around the house with no consideration. I was like, wait, no, that's not a covenant. You know, that's not, that's not what I desire in my marriage. I, I wanted a partner. I wanted to, someone to take care of and someone to take care of me. And so if these blow-ups put me in a position that I no longer want to fellowship with him, no. Yeah. And so we're at a place now that we can, I can go, I'll step away and pray. Like, we were putting a puzzle together, and I had to go in the bathroom and pray. <laughs> because he was trying to tell me how to put the puzzle together, and I felt some kind of way. No, really. I felt some kind of way, like, wait, I know how to put a puzzle together. I don't need you to direct this. And I had to go in the bathroom, y'all, and pray. Like, Holy Spirit, that's my husband out there. We're having... Fellowship time, and I'm mad. We were putting together the vision for our family. <laughs> I wrote out the vision and we made the puzzle. And we, oh, sweet. And we were putting it together, and I was just irate that he had a system, and it wasn't my system. So I went in my bathroom, and I prayed, and I'm just like, Lord, this is supposed to be quality time. This is supposed to be hanging out together and enjoying this time, and I'm not enjoying this because it was me, what I wanted. I wanted to control it. So I had to go back out and go, you know what? Show me how it is that you like to put this puzzle together. And he was like, no, let's work at it together. I know you like to do things that way. And so we were f able to flow the puzzles together. It's framed, it's on the wall. And so it's just those little things that come up that had it been back before, before we got planted, please, I'd have threw that puzzle off that table. Pieces would have been everywhere. And we would have never put that puzzle together. Wow, you know, that's good because here's the thing. <laughs> The enemy didn't want this vision to come together. That's right. So as much as it was about your, you and your feelings, it was really about the enemy using you right. to try to dismantle what God is trying to do with this vision. Mm -hmm. Now you talked about the pieces came together and now it's on the wall That's where right. now they that read of it can run with That's it. That's right. But see, it, here, here, since yeah. it was bigger, it was bigger than just your little hurt feelings. Right. It right. was bigger. It was the, the right. enemy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it like that. 
But it was yeah. bigger. And, and see, how many things are we fighting that's small and menial right. that's huge? Right. Like, that's a good example. That is a wonderful example, mm -hmm. actually. Here this man done put the vision together. <laughs> And, he, he, and you came up with the idea of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. I know you did, because you're just creative <laughs> like that. And then you, you was willing to forfeit it, but it wasn't, right. it was you being, see, the-, the Being is, itself. Well, yes. Well, mm -hmm. the point I was making is, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, y'all, mm -hmm. but against principalities, yes. wickedness in high places. Right. Mm -hmm. See, if you don't understand that, what was happening here was God was trying to create a spiritual connection about what he wanted for your, your family mm -hmm. to be like in 2021. Wow. So the, the fight wasn't with here. The right. fight was here. Mm. Uh, we're in the atmosphere of, uh, of, right. of demons. Not there, but you know, in the right. atmosphere of demons that was trying to stop the plan of God. So you got to have quick recognition. You always talk about quick re recognition. Yes, you got to have quick recognition mm -hmm. to identify the enemy. Don't be ignorant of his device. And he'll use including you yes. to, to bring about his agenda. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. And, and you know what? I wrote the vision out, right? And she ordered the puzzle. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But we hadn't gotten around to doing it. Leading up to the time we decided to start working on it, every day. Well, we're gonna just let this sit here. When are you gonna do this thing? We're gonna put this puzzle. <laughs> you know, she was the one really just pushing to get the puzzle put together. And then once we start trying to put it together, she goes somewhere else. You know. <laughs> so, so, but it, it was it was funny. Yeah, how, how, the, how the devil used that. You know. But but we deal with it every day, y'all. Last Sunday, I must tell real quick. We after right after we left church. Great word, right? We, we're going over to Dunkin'. What's Dunkin' Donuts, right? She wanted Dunkin' Donuts. What happened? I don't know. Her whole demeanor changed. <laughs> something happened. Huh? Was the pastor who was supposed to send them something? Because they actually called us. Yeah, we were supposed to send. Something happened. And you remember when you all, you all called us and I told you. We ain't got nothing to do with it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Let's keep us out. The wording of the online or something? Yeah. The group, creating the group for the. Creating the group for oh, the, the joint heirs ministry. Right. And I was sharing something with Ed about do we need a group and all this other stuff. And the conversation went all the way to the left. I didn't know. Because he did not understand what I was asking of him or desiring of him. And he's in the car like, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> and I'm going, and I feel like I feel like I was being very calm, like I've explained it to you three different ways. And he was like, I don't care how many times you explain it to me, I don't know what you desire. <laughs> And by this I, point, I know what you're talking about now because y'all called us and he said I bailed him out because <laughs> yeah. right. I gave you the yes. gift. So we're at Dunkin' Donuts and now I'm like looking at the menus like, what do you want? And I'm like seething. Like, I wish we could just leave this drive up. And I was just like, you know what? I'm sorry. I am so sorry that I came at you like that. I don't even know how we got from uh, zero to a 10, but I'm sorry because his body language, he said my body language changed. <laughs> But his body language completely changed, and it's hard to change Ed's body language, y'all. So I saw the shift taking place, and, and I immediately thought back to the question that's on my vision board that says, how is the enemy using you to affect your husband? Mm. And when I saw that, I was like, Father God, I, I, please forgive me for, for what I said, for the words that came out of my mouth, and for changing my husband's um, demeanor, his disposition, just that quickly. 
And it took Ed a while to kind of come back down, <laughs> <laughs> which again is really hard. But it took him a while. I'm just like, babe, I'm really sorry. And then the pastor's called. And thank God that their timing is always on time, right? Because when they called and we started rambling on to them about what happened, they were like, oh, well, we'll get back to you on the question. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So, it, I mean, so things come up. But we always, you know, but one thing you have, you have to realize is we, 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 come, we have these issues, but one thing we, we're able to do is come back to one another mm -hmm. and love each other and, and talk it out and apologize to each other. And then we laugh. Mm -hmm. We'll laugh about how stupid that stupid. was. It was, just, it was just like, can you believe you did that? You know, it's just really crazy. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's really, that makes sense. I said this Wednesday. You know, you hear the term, bury the hatchet. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. people leave the handle up. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, they, so, so it's readily available anytime they need to get that hatchet. <laughs> so you got to literally bury the, the whole thing, not just leave the hatchet up. The handle up. The handle up, rather. What'd you say? Oh, he uh, we don't have time for that. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe hit that Wednesday. Yeah, that'll be good. You'll probably, yeah. yeah. People want to know how did they blend all nine children? Can you say, can how you are we say? still blending nine children? Yeah. We're still blending. Now we added some grandbabies to it. So oh, we're, yeah. still, we're a blending in process, right? We're just still. Mm -hmm. Commercial blending. Yeah. We're, just, we're still blending. And I mean, it's, 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 becoming more beautiful as we continue blending. And, um, you know, we have those pop-up things that come up where we have to deal with a, a child individually. Um, but for the most part, we're still blending as much as we possibly can. Yeah. He said, we're, we're still together. Right. Let yeah. the kids get in where they fit in. All right, I want you guys just to give them a hand clap. Thank Amen. them for- Thank y'all. For offering to share it. They're also over our uh, Joint Heirs Marriage Ministry, mm -hmm. so uh, you'll be hearing from them uh, at a sanctuary near you soon. Um, oh, tell because they got some different get the books. Uh, well, y'all talk to them about that on the announcement, right? Okay. There's an announcement, correct? Mm -hmm. All right, so give them a hand clap. Uh, uh, stand on your feet. We'll uh, we'll uh, pray. It's always good to pray. Amen. You good? Yes, sir.